0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: It's day 26 of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Here's what's going on right now.
0: The devastated port city of Mariupol is refusing to surrender. Moscow had given Ukrainian defenders an early morning deadline to lay down their arms in exchange for allowing safe passage to Ukrainians trying to leave the besieged city.
1: Leading up to the deadline, Russia's already intense assault on Mariupol got even worse. One attack over the weekend hit an art school where 400 residents were sheltering. No reports yet about casualties. And in another ominous turn, the Mariupol mayor's office says Russian forces have taken more than 4,000 residents across the border into Russia by force.
0: A growing number of Western experts say the Russian invasion has hit a stalemate, with Putin's forces unable to take any major Ukrainian cities. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Sunday on CBS, "...the Russian campaign is essentially stalled, but a stalemate is not the same as an end to the war. In fact, Russia only seems to be intensifying its indiscriminate attacks on civilian targets, including a missile attack on a shopping mall in Kiev overnight."
1: Ukrainian President Zelensky told CNN over the weekend he's willing to talk with President Vladimir Putin. I think without negotiations, we cannot end this war. That's what he told Farid Zakaria. But speaking through a translator, he also had this ominous warning. If these attempts fail, that would mean that this is a third world war.
0: As millions of Ukrainians flee their country, Europe is responding in an unprecedented way. They're offering the refugees work. According to the New York Times, job boards are filled with postings, offering Ukrainians language training and childcare to help get them into the workforce quickly. Some governments are even waiving visa requirements. Other European countries are seizing this labor surplus as an opportunity to fill vacancies left during the pandemic.
1: Soccer superstar David Beckham turned over his Instagram account and its 71 million followers to a Ukrainian doctor over the weekend. The doctor, identified as Irina, posted pictures and videos of her heartbreaking work with newborns in the basement of a Kharkiv hospital. She said her colleagues are working 24-7, but none of us will give up. Beckham, a UNICEF ambassador for almost 20 years, urged his followers to donate to the children's charity.
0: We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in.
1: Also coming up, we talk about WAG, that's the dog walking app. It has big plans to grow and go public, but some former employees say it's just not that safe for dogs or walkers.
0: WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at WebEx.com hybridwork. Confirmation hearings kick off today for Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who could become the first black woman to join the Supreme Court. She'll answer questions from Republicans and Democrats from the Senate Judiciary Committee over the next two days. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he hasn't decided on whether or not he's going to vote to confirm the 51-year-old federal judge, but Senate Democrats hope to have her confirmed by early April. After two years of strict
1: COVID restrictions, Hong Kong is finally letting up. The city announced it will lift bans on travel from nine countries, including the U.S. and the U.K., and slash quarantine times. Hong Kong will also reopen restaurants, gyms, and schools by late April. The change comes as the city is seeing infection rates soar, but its residents are frustrated with constant lockdowns and China's COVID-0 policy.
0: If you're anything like me, you're bracing for the worst as COVID cases once again rise in Europe and China thanks to the stealth Omicron subvariant. But Dr. Fauci says we don't need to worry too much. On ABC's This Week, Fauci says cases still aren't severe, and while there may be an uptick,
2: Hopefully we won't see a surge. I don't think
0: we will. Fauci also says he doesn't see the U.S. going back to restrictive guidelines.
1: A man in Wales who suffered with COVID for more than seven months has been cured with an unusual treatment. Two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. According to the BBC, it's the first time a COVID vaccine has been used to treat the illness rather than prevent it. 37-year-old Ian Lester had a weakened immune system when he caught COVID in December 2020. After initially recovering, his symptoms returned and he kept testing positive. His doctor's radical idea to use the vaccine as a cure worked almost overnight. It's a positive sign for others with weakened immune systems.
0: Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, won't be performing at the Grammys next month. Reports say the decision is because of Ye's, quote, concerning online behavior. The rapper was recently suspended from Instagram after harassing his ex-wife Kim Kardashian, her boyfriend Pete Davidson, and Trevor Noah, who happens to be hosting the Grammys this year. No word on whether Ye will attend the ceremony. He's up for five awards, including Best Album for Donda.
1: YouTube might have helped solve a 20-year-old mystery. The people behind the YouTube channel Adventures with Purpose found a car submerged in a creek near Philadelphia with a body inside, NBC 10 reports. The YouTube channel says the car belonged to a father who went missing nearly two decades ago. The group uses advanced sonar technology to find people missing underwater. Police have not yet confirmed the identity of the remains, though. Let's talk about dogs. If you own one, you've probably heard of the dog walking app WAG. It's kind of like Uber. Pet owners request dog walks, which gig workers then accept and fulfill from the app. Well, right now, WAG is preparing for a $350 million deal to go public, but the company is embroiled in conflict. Pet owners and former employees say WAG's policies put dogs at risk, and the company's been slow to respond to reports of dogs getting lost or even dying in a walker's care. So let's talk about it with Megan Morris. She covers tech for Insider. Megan, you have talked to former employees, walkers, and pet owners. What are they telling you about their experiences?
2: They all say there's a real problem with a lack of customer service. WAG's revenues nearly doubled last year, but over the same time period, the company spent $3 million less on customer service. That's led to delays for walkers who need help with bleeding dogs or other emergencies. It also means that when people call to report real life and death emergencies, think dogs running away, um, being hit by cars, they can't access the immediate support that they need. And so dog walkers and dog parents say they've been left in the lurch by a company that doesn't seem to care all that much about their dog's well-being. You also
1: write that dogs are getting lost
2: I talked to a former employee who worked there a couple of years ago, and he said about one dog was lost every day on average. Most of those dogs would be found within the hour. So we're not talking about huge losses every single day, but it's enough uh, that made me worry about the safety of dogs in this country.
1: Yeah, I guess we need to note that WAG doesn't really release safety reports, right? So we are dependent on people like former employees talking to you.
2: Exactly. So there's really no way to know the size and scope of this problem. And the company declined to engage with me.
1: Now, you write that WAG's policies actually have contributed to these problems. How so?
2: For dog walkers, WAG doesn't allow them to see ratings or reviews on dogs before they walk them. So I talked to one dog walker in New York who accepted a walk for a dog and only after could see other walkers' notes that the dog bit. The dog then bit her in front of the owner and the owner said, wow, she never does that. This dog walker thought the last walker wrote in her report that the dog bit. And then this poor walker couldn't get on the phone with customer service to report her bleeding hand. So you write
1: that WAG is similar to Uber or Lyft. Have these ride sharing apps encountered similar obstacles and how is WAG different from them?
2: The big difference between Uber and WAG is that WAG's dog walkers don't have any kind of formal certification or safety mechanisms in place. So on Uber, if a driver gets a DUI or gets in a car wreck and loses their license, they're booted from the platform automatically. There's no dog walking license or anything like that. So there's no way to make sure uh, that the dog walkers are being safe besides reviews that humans leave.
1: Megan, can you talk more about WAG's lackluster customer service?
2: I talked with one startup founder who lost her dog in January. She was thousands of miles away from home, um, and she left her dogs in the care of a WAG sitter. And unfortunately, one of the dogs got away. She doesn't know how from this sitter. uh, And she couldn't contact any customer service live. She had to fill out a form while her dog was running around Denver in early January. And it took a full day just for customer service to say, we're looking into this. That's really emblematic of what I've heard from other dog walkers and dog parents as well. So how might these issues
1: affect WAG from either going public or growing in general?
2: WAG is planning to go public and then take that money and grow hugely. Think about all of your friends and family who, like me, have adopted a dog during the pandemic. There's more dogs to walk than ever before, and there's more people who are going to be returning to the office in the next couple of months and years. That means that uh, as, as more dogs are on the platform, there's more opportunities for accidents or even worse to happen. Megan, thanks
1: so much for chatting with us.
2: Thanks for having me, Rebecca.
1: Megan Morris investigates tech companies for Insider.
0: Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com/slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at therefresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.